You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at the shepherds, at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus. The name of the angel had given him, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. Thank you so much. If you are just joining us this morning or visiting, we've been in a four-week series over the, the book of Malachi and we finished it off last week. And the overall theme of the book was 400 years before this event that just just read happened. And the overall theme was this prophet telling the people something's coming, something's happening, both now and in 400 years. There is a hope you can have Wake up and don't miss out. And uh, we find 400 years later that even though there are hundreds of, or about 100 prophecies about this baby, even though the prophets have been going on and on and on and on about this for thousands of years, even though they have the Torah and there are literally lawyers and, and teachers that understand the Torah, All that's there on the baby's birth is a couple of smelly shepherds, his adoptive father and the mother. And we know the wise men come later on to the house. How, and the question we've been asking, how on earth did they miss out? How on earth did the whole entire Jewish people miss out on this moment? In fact, so naive were they to what was happening, he ends up in a stable in the back of a nowhere town. And the question, the reason this is important is imagine is if us as a people were missing out on what Jesus was doing. Imagine if he was doing something today and us like so many, the first Christmas night, we weren't aware of it. 
And so that's been what we've been talking about the last four weeks, how to make ourselves, especially as we go into 2019, not ask ourselves what we want, not ask ourselves what we're doing, not just plan our calendars, but ask us, what are you doing this year? What are you birthing spiritually, Jesus, this year? Where are you working and how can we be a part of it? And this morning, I just want to spend some time, and the Ladies' Night Out ladies helped me with this message, and you're going to help me this morning as well, as we look at the people that weren't there and the people that were there, and we speculate and have a bit of fun and think, why weren't they there? So I'm going to actually ask you to talk to each other. I know you didn't sign up for that this morning. Surprise. But I'm going to ask you to talk to each other in a second. But we're going to speculate on three different scenarios why they made it, and why they missed out. And so the first two that we're going to put, I've put a verse, you'll see that coming up now. Uh, One forward, I think. One back, one forward. One back. There we go. That's it. So thank you, Janine. King Herod versus the wise men. You've got the king of the Jews, or the self-declared king of the Jews, and then you've got some wise men from a far-off land. The wise men are there. King Herod misses it completely. Turn to the person beside you, have some fun with this, and discuss why King Herod missed out and why the wise men made it. Have a conversation now (laughs) to the person beside you. Go. If you don't have someone beside you, feel free to talk out loud to yourself or just... I do apologise for that. So, or turn around in front or behind. Matt, you can turn around behind. <laughs> All right, I'm going to ask for brave people to call out to me. Why do you think King Herod didn't make the cut? He was jealous. Awesome. It was all about him. Self-focused. Sorry? It was a murder. It it tells us that he gets so jealous, he hears that something's happening, so he decides to do and kill or attempt to kill all the males in Bethlehem. Um, And we we know from historical records, this King Herod, there's multiple King Herods, this King Herod built some amazing buildings. You should see some of the architecture he made there. He's very very, um, good at what he did, but very self-focused and later on in life started to lose the plot completely, hence why he got so jealous when he heard that there was a king being born. Um, He'd worked pretty hard to position himself between the Roman government and represent the Jews. Um, Yeah, very manipulative. Uh, Probably very good at what he did, but yeah, very jealous. Um, So yeah, keep going. And then what are the wise men? What do we reckon they were there? Sorry, they had the prophecy? Sorry? They were shown the way, showing the way, Yes. They're praising the Lord, following the star. Another one's in the name. They were wise as well. So that's, um, there's no wrong answer. I might, this is a bit of, it's, you're meant to be having fun, so no, you better be all having fun. No, no, there's no wrong answer with this. We're just speculating why they think they made it. Beautiful. All, all correct. So when King Herod heard the news about the baby, it says he was troubled. <laughs> When King Herod heard, uh, when King Herod the king heard this, it says he was troubled. Yeah, he wasn't happy. Uh, history would tell us, as I said, uh, very fiery, very about his kingdom, his pride. He lacked the bigger picture. 
And then this is what it says about the wise men. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, so note, it's okay to have them in the nativity scene, but they did come sometime later to the house. They saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Opening their treasures, they offered gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The gifts say something else about them, about how actually wise they were. To give gold meant they knew he was a king. To give frankincense, that was a type of perfume that was used as worship. They knew he was worthy of worship, used in a temple. And the myrrh... um, it could certainly be used for nappy rash and things like that. So they might have not thought about that, but it actually was used to dress dead bodies. Um, and so they knew, people from the outside knew the scriptures well enough, knew the prophecies well enough, listened, got the perspective, they knew that this baby would die at some stage or at least suffer. Very wise men, out of towners guys with knowledge and wisdom, but happy to announce the wor- and worship the new king. Not kings, but obviously wealthy men that were wise, hence the name. So they had this humility and perspective that bred insight. So a couple of points. The challenge, uh, and I'll make this specific to church. The challenge with church is sometimes we can be so caught up. Well, actually, humans in general, we love our bubbles We love our little worlds. We get so caught up and nearsighted that we build our little silos, our circles. And we look around at everything we've achieved. Maybe you're looking back at 2018 and going, look at all I did and achieved. Sometimes it takes outsiders to walk in and go, you guys are missing the big picture. Do you guys see there's a giant star (laughs) hanging out in the sky that wasn't there now? Do you guys see the bigger picture of what's going on? Sometimes we need... A season of perspective. If you're, caught, if you're more caught up, and here's a bit of a challenge, if you're more caught up with yourself and your achievements, sometimes you can miss what Jesus is up to today. And so I've got some, yeah, look past your kingdom this Christmas. So my challenge is Christmas as we look at King Herod and the wise men. Look past your own kingdom this Christmas and take some time to look at the king. You might be amazed at what he's doing in the bigger picture. Seek God's wider perspective. The next two. I think it's two slides over. The religious leaders versus the shepherds. So you've got the lawyers, the church people, the pastors. They know their scripture. They can rehearse it. They know it all. They can memorize it. If it was an exam, they pass the test. Yet they're nowhere near baby Jesus at that time. They missed that night. Yet, probably one of the lowest jobs in society, the shepherds, the guys that have to look after the sheep and outcast out into fields and following sheep around all day, they make the cut. Again, turn to the person beside you, in front of you, behind you, and have a quick discussion why the religious leaders didn't make it and why the shepherds got an invite to the first Christmas Eve. Go. As you're trailing off from your conversation, I'm looking for brave people again. Selfishness. 
number one on all of these. You're right, there's going to be some common themes of what help people miss out. That's why they say pride is the root of all sin, because chances are a lot of these are... So you've found... You've, see, I love this. This is the... I'm going to do more sermons like this, because you guys get to write it for me, and I just ask questions. It's, uh, but I figured you've probably... Most of you have heard enough Christmas Eve sermons to be able to tell me some stuff about these people. And so the religious leaders are selfish. Anyone want to add anything else about the religious leaders? James? They were really busy. They are really busy. Well, it's Christmas time. Everyone knows the church is most busiest around Christmas time. <laughs> so they've got stuff to do. That's right. Yeah, busy. Abe. They'd place, exactly, they'd place their own ideas onto Scripture. Uh, we can all make Scripture say what we want it to say if we cut and paste certain things. Um, but when you actually read it, it actually was, as the, as the wise men figured out, it said there would be a baby that would be born. It wouldn't look like we think it was going to look. He was going to suffer. He was going to hang on a tree. In fact, the very first thing it says, it says about the snake, the curse. It says the snake will bite the ankle of their child. Sounds a lot like a nail going through an ankle. And you will stand and crush its head. It's then right there in Genesis is what Jesus did. Exactly that. So yeah, they misread the scriptures massively. Angels didn't choose them. That's exactly right. Angels didn't appear to the religious. I wonder why. We can speculate again. Too busy. They wouldn't have listened. I don't know. It's interesting. I love that. I love that. God is extremely strategic. He has a plan. And he wanted this movement to be a, from the mess up. Um, that's clear. That's clear with the mess, messianic secret when he actually tells people, he heals people later on and says, don't tell anyone. That's crazy. That's the worst type of evangelism I've ever heard. But Jesus says it because he wants people to come to this understanding themselves. And, um, and so that's right. There's a plan in this. There's a reason the angels. Shepherd had pure hearts. They were caring. They were obviously caring. They obviously got the time. They're sitting out in the fields. They've got the time to listen. They're not busy. Miriam? I, I absolutely love that. That's right. They, they, they positioned themselves. Their posture was actually, we want a Messiah. We want a God. We know we're lacking. I mean, we're shepherds. The religious leaders thought they had everything sorted. So let me read. Uh, Jesus grew up, as my wife said, and let me read some of his teaching to the religious leaders. So this is what he says to them later on. Gives us a hint of their heart, at least. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint, dill, and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. I love that picture. That is exactly what it looks like when church... Leaders, when church people, anyone, when Christians get too caught up in the religiousness of it all, they start tithing their dill. They start getting your organo out and they're cutting 10% out, making sure everyone's giving that, rather than what he says here, justice, mercy and faithfulness. They had completely lost what Jesus was about. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. You blind guides, straining out a gnat and swallowing a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside 
They are full of greed and self-indulgence. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs. That's why they killed him, by the way, when you start calling people whitewashed tombs. Uh, That's going to annoy some people, (laughs) definitely, especially the religious leaders, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. So you have also outwardly appeared righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Let's read the opposing picture as the angels hit and meet the shepherds. And in the same region, from Matthew 21, 8, 14, if you're taking notes, and in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, same region as baby Jesus, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone through them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I will bring you good news of great joy, and you will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a great, uh, with an angel, a multitude of other heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. So, yes. Phenomenal. It's almost like someone had a bigger plan <laughs> over it all. That's lo- I love that. And so there are a number of reasons, and you've all articulated. Um, the pr- Pharisees, I wonder if they'd be caught dead in the back of Bethlehem in a manger. No, I don't think they'd like that. Um, they probably would already be judging Mary because of her teen pregnancy and God did it scenario. Um, they were way far too interested um, as Jesus calls them out in that passage and the passage before. It says they were, were worshipping the gold in the temple, not who lived in the temple. And so they were far too interested in the material, in the outside, in their appearance, that they couldn't see beyond themselves. And so just a couple of challenges, or one challenge off the back of these guys as we consider Christmas. Don't be so caught up in the material this Christmas that you miss Jesus and what he's doing in the mess. I got to visit the shops yesterday. That's all I say. I'll visit the shops a couple of days before Christmas. I won't be doing it again. Don't be so caught up in the material this Christmas that you miss Jesus and what he's doing in the mess. So, you know, it's one more day. One more day till all the guys do their Christmas shopping. That's what it says. So, it's exciting. So, don't be so caught up. All right, last scenario and then we're going to, yeah, we're going to wrap this up. Joseph versus the innkeepers. Why was Joseph there? Why were they not in a nice warm inn? Uh, Again, speculation, fun, discuss. I try really hard. Can we take that slide off quickly? I had one of our elders laugh at me in a meeting recently when he found out I'm a qualified English teacher. So I do apologise for my grammar. I try really hard. And that was really mean, James. I mean, no, no, no. So I do apologise. That's not how you spell Joseph. But you get the point. Keep discussing. Stop looking at the screen. Or innkeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Next slide. Next slide, Janine. Thank you. No, no, but go back. It's fine. So...
<laughs> thank you, thank you. All right. Let's not miss the point. All right, give me, give me why. Tell me why the Joseph and the unkeepers, um, tell me why they missed out. Why did the innkeepers miss out? Selfish, we're coming back to that. Prideful, absolutely. They're busy, so busy. It's Christmas and you're trying to book accommodation. That's crazy. It's Christmas, they're busy. No room, no room. Yeah, they're making good coin. We can't fit you guys in. Birth of a baby is going to be pretty loud and, and they're looking at Mary going, she looks pretty ready to have this baby. I'm not having that in my house. That looks too much work. There's a stable. And why was Joseph there? He's the father, adopted, adoptee father. And so real simple one, this one, when we look at the scripture. In Matthew 1.18, it gives us a picture. We know why the innkeepers, we know they were full. Busy season, big census in town, no room. One person says they have a stable around the back, which can be translated as a cave where they keep the animals. Um, but it's not a, either way, it's not a nice place to have a baby. Um, and despite the pictures, the animals wouldn't have been clean, <laughs> as far as the nativity scene, and the shepherds wouldn't have smelt nice. It's not the most comforting. I had some random visitors, when we had Aria, some random visitors, friends of mine came and visited Mares in the hospital. She was unimpressed in the hospital because they just ran, it was nice, but they just rocked up. She was unimpressed at random visitors a day after she had a baby. I can't imagine how Mary's feeling after having a baby in a stable, and shepherds rock up. So she'd be trying to plaster on a smile, <laughs> I imagine. I love that it says in the, in the passage, that she considered these things. Let me read about Joseph, though. Why was he there? So now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame... In that culture, he could have stoned her. He could have got away with a lot worse. Already we see why he's a great adoptee father because he doesn't want to shame her, even in this really embarrassing, hurtful scenario. As his wife tells him, I'm pregnant and it's God's. Seriously, the worst excuse, unless it's true, ever. He resolved to divorce her quietly. And I love this. Verse 20 in Matthew 1 to, sorry, 1 to 20, sorry. But as he considered these things, it goes on to say the angel visited him, but Joseph was a man that would consider these things. The innkeepers in a busy season shut their doors in haste. Joseph, as he's faced with a uh, fiancé, not finance, fiancé, that tells him she's pregnant and God did it. In a time he could have stoned her, he was going to end a relationship with her respectfully, but before he did it, he considers what his wife has said. Takes the time to consider it. Just that next slide. This Christmas, don't be so busy and full this Christmas that you have no space to let Jesus or those he's here brought along your path in. Don't be so busy with the silly season that you don't have room to consider letting some more people in. Whether that's Christmas dinner, whether that's inviting or should I invite someone tonight, whatever that looks like. Don't be too busy this Christmas. Don't be too full to let Jesus do something new 
and afresh in you. And 2009, before you do, 2019, before you do the calendars, don't be too busy, don't have your calendar too full that Jesus can't do something afresh in you next year. Get some perspective this Christmas. Realise that Jesus came into the mess, not a squeaky clean temple to the religious leaders. And don't be too busy, too prideful, too selfish (laughs) to see what Jesus is doing and maybe birthing something spiritually afresh this season. Let's pray and we're going to sing, I think we're going to sing two more songs. Father God, thank you so much. Thank you so much that we have lessons in the Bible where we can see how not to do things, Lord. How not to miss out on how we can be led astray, how we can be distracted, how we can be too full, too busy, too focused on the material, too focused on the outside appearance that we lose what you're doing in us and around us. Father, may your spirit speak to us this morning. May we get the much-need perspective. May we get the much-needed reminder of the grace and love you have for us and the people in our lives. And may you perhaps birth something new in us this Christmas, something afresh, and that we would let that in, we would let that grow us. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Thanks, guys.